if the healthcare system is a billion dollar industry that's making all of this money, you don't think they're reducing their taxable income? For sure. Mm. I tell healthcare workers in general, like you ever realize like in the month of December, everybody's throwing a holiday party and oh, it's yeah. free to you. <laughs> and it's free to you. <laughs> that's a tax write-off, baby. These mm. scholarships and all of that stuff, like they're tax write-offs to reduce their taxable income at the end of the year. So it mm. looks like they're making less than what they actually made throughout the year. And then it also looks good too. You it know? looks good. Like <laughs> I want a $10,000 scholarship for school yeah. or whatever. I want that too. But really it's a tax write-off and that's cool i ain't knocking nobody because if i if i i gift people at the end of the year under my business all right so we're back with another episode on motion and success got my co-host with me cody yes yes cody brown future underscore the ceo yep 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 and today we got a really special guest today we got ebony hey what's up y'all <laughs> it's great having you ebony thank you for showing up today um so we're gonna have a really great conversation but first off, let's start off, like, where, where are you from? I'm from the South Bronx, New York City. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's great. So all three of us, like, we, we got that New York in us. Yes. That New York vibe. You know I, mean, I mean, can it be any nah, other really way? Though. <laughs> Imagine, though. Like, that would be crazy. <laughs> a little different. Nah, yeah. right. But, um, so, I read something, like, you know, I was, you know, I did my research. I always do my research on all the guests coming up. So I seen that, you know, you are in the nursing field, mm-hmm. and you're a nurse practitioner. Correct, yeah. Could you tell us how your nursing journey started? Like, how'd you start off? Why'd you wanted to be a nurse? Mm-hmm. At, like, first starting off? Yeah, so I never always wanted to be a nurse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was fine where I was. I was working at Wendy's, actually. Right. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was working at Wendy's. Um, I made my own schedule, so I didn't have any issue. But um, I came up, my father's Jamaican. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Caribbean oh, yeah. parents do not play that, <laughs> yep. okay? Yeah. So, um... He was like, you need to go to school. You need to go to medical school. Even to this day, like, I'm a nurse practitioner. He still tells all his friends, like, oh, my daughter is a doctor. Because he doesn't know the difference. He just knows, like, I do something in the medical field. So yeah. even when I was an RN, he was telling people I was a doctor. Because <laughs> that's all he knows. He doesn't know the difference. But um, I grew up with my my dad. My mom passed away when I was mm. four. Didn't know her. Don't know her side of the family. I just know my dad. And I have two brothers as well. And um, just my upbringing, my dad wanted more for me. And I was like, okay, cool. I got into nursing school, like, right away at the age of 17. Oh, wow. And um, I got my associate's degree in 2014, my bachelor's in 2016, and my master's in 2018. Mm. And when I got my master's degree, I never went into being a nurse practitioner right away. I was Mm. a travel nurse. And the reason why I did that was because I wanted to be able to give back in some type of way for my father. Um, he raised me with no green card. Don't ask me how he got me through school. I don't know. But <laughs> he got me through through school. He was like my financial source for anything that I needed. Um, and I felt like it, I needed to give back. So I got into travel nurse and I was in the ICU, medical ICU travel nurse. Mm. And... Um, I ended up getting his green card for him through wow. through travel nursing. And I ended up also getting a two-bedroom apartment using the travel nursing housing stipend. And mm. I that was my first taste of freedom. 
Yeah. Wait, wow. so so your 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 travel nursing your contract is that a contract? Or no? Yeah, that was that's a contract. So your contract was able to get you an apartment here in the city, or so they out? with travel nursing they give you um an hourly rate in addition to um a housing stipend. Yeah, and so I use that housing stipend to get an apartment in the city. Um, I was able usually like contracts be like thirteen weeks long. Yeah. And so mm. people would get contract would get housing for like thirteen weeks, like for the duration of their assignment. Yeah. But the, being that I was moving back from upstate New York, I used to go to upstate medical, moving back from there to New York City. Um, I was able to to speak to the landlord to be like, look, put me I know my contract is thirteen weeks, but put me in a year lease. Like I don't plan on going anywhere. So um that's how I was able to get the housing. So, so the hospital was able to pay for one entire year? We usually go through agencies. No, it, they didn't pay for the entire year. So they did 13 weeks. Yeah, but I knew, like, I was going to get a job. Like, you know, okay. I, I knew I was going to be able to still continue to pay my rent. Right. So, you know, a lot of... It's so funny because a lot of landlords, they don't recognize, like, travel nursing as, like, a, a stable job. Like, so he kind of looked at me like, how are you going to be able to pay this rent? Like, and this is a contract job. Yeah. And I was like, don't worry about it. Like, I got this. Like, you know? And then mm. I had a two-bedroom on top of that. He was like, well, can you show your dad's income? I'm like, my dad is almost 70 years old. <laughs> like, what? Like, no, we're going to go by my income. And he was just surprised at how much I was making at that time. This is back in 2018. Yeah. So he was just surprised on how much I was making at that time. And I'm like, listen, you're just going to have to trust me. One thing about me, I don't play with my bills. <laughs> they're wow. gonna get paid somehow <laughs> yeah. yes oh, wow. so you so you 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 jumped into travel nursing before the pandemic like you was already yeah doing... i'm oh, okay. old school travel nursing <laughs> like old school. i'm old school like when <laughs> rates were when you got a rate in california for twenty two hundred dollars yeah. california that was good like that's how old school i am with oh, travel wow. nursing 1800 in new york city was good. Like, yeah, yeah I came before the pandemic. Because I know it got really popular after the pandemic. Everybody started Yeah, everybody into got it. into it because the rates started going yeah. up. But I think I only did, um, a, I did, I did do a contract that was six weeks long. Um, no, it was longer than that, but I couldn't, I couldn't stay there. Mm. It was like a 10K a week contract in California for six weeks. Ooh. I did that because at that time I thought I was going to like, buy a house so i wanted to have the down payment for a house i didn't even like i didn't last six weeks there like i, I did the six weeks i didn't last more than six weeks there I, i'm also a travel nurse practitioner so it was mm. easy for me to hop into that role but it just wasn't me yeah. like i'm 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 all about freedom and flexibility and and you know negotiating higher rates with less time working so for me to work six days in a row and this is no shade to anybody that does that mm -hmm. that does that for me, it was just like, not my thing. <laughs> so you're working six days a week? Because uh, I know nurses, you guys usually work like 12 hours a day. Mm -hmm. you're three working, days, about three days a week normally. So, so you were working six days a week, 12 hours a day? During the pandemic. I only did it for six weeks, though. I know people that have done it for like years, like a year or two years, and really came up and really used that money to invest in things that they want hmm. wanted to. It's just, that's just the not sacrifice. my, okay. my yeah. mental. I got to yeah. even touch on that's that. Just, Did you do it? Nah, I was just about to say, being in the nursing field, um, you know, I was working with some travel nurses who were doing that. Mm -hmm. And like, when they started off, it, they seemed okay. But then later you could kind of see like, them being in that hotel by themselves and, and kind of not having the support they need, especially some of them traveling in, like, their mental health would seem like it was declining. Yeah. Like, 
And, you know, some of them, and you know, that is risky too because, you know, you're working with you know, really patients. sick people. Yeah, you're working with patients. Yeah. But um, you said that, you know, you value time and freedom. Mm-hmm. So what made you jump into, because you do something a little bit different, locum mm-hmm. tenant, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm a locum tenant Lo- nurse practitioner. Locum tenant nurse practitioner. So what made you jump into that? Uh-huh. Did you get more time and like a little bit more freedom? So when I was a travel nurse at that time, I loved it so much. This is actually when I started growing my travel <clears throat> blog, my travel blog brand, front page app on Instagram, before people even knew I was a nurse. So people were wondering like, how was I traveling so much? Like, people was like, she got a sugar daddy. Like, <laughs> like there's no way this girl was traveling, yeah. like, so much. And yeah. I was f- so focused on that time when I was a travel nurse and working in the ICU. I was focused on building this travel brand where I could show people different parts of the world outside of what we normally see in our day-to-day life. So I was, like, going to different places in Mexico and and finding hidden gems and then talking about how to get there, the flights Mm -hmm. to get there, like, just different. And then, like, my travel page just blew up so much. Now, I'm not going to say in the back of my mind I didn't think about my MP degree because I graduated a year ago. So I'm like, oh, my God, Mm -hmm. I have not used this MP degree. And not only that, a lot of people were in my ear, like, about, what are you going to do about your health insurance? What are you going to do about your retirement plan? What are you going to do about this? Like, I know you got your freedom and flexibility, but when are you going to use your MP license? Mm. And so listening to other people, I did go back and I got my MP. I mean, not got my MP. I went back to to working a staff job. So mm. I worked in urgent care, um, a staff role in urgent care. And I don't know. It was just uneasy, like just two two weeks of PTO and for a year, like I work at 12 months out of the year and I'm getting only two, three weeks of PTO. Like that didn't sit well with me because I'm talking about I was always traveling every month. Hey, listen, I know you're enjoying the episode, but listen, if you are out here and you're struggling to get funding for your business, Luckily for you, I can tell you exactly why. Nine times out of 10 is due to your business not being structured properly. It could be the address. It could be the phone numbers. But guess what? I made a free step-by-step program that's going to tell you exactly how you can go from zero to $150,000 in business credit in less than 90 days. All you got to do is just text the word credit to 202-900-2927 or go to 6figurfunding.com and we'll go ahead and get you taken care of. All right. Now back to the episode. Mm. So, excuse me. So, to go from there to now somebody telling me how to really live my life was crazy to me. So I quit after four months. I had a staff job. I quit after four months. By the grace of God, two weeks later, I literally found uh, my first locum position. And it was in Mm -hmm. primary care. It wasn't even urgent care. They actually trained me to the role of being a primary care provider in an adult medicine clinic. It's a little bit of adult medicine, chronic conditions, and HIV as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's what started my journey this was back in 2019 as well mm-hmm. wow so i got two questions so now um actually three questions so now uh first thing first like what was the solution to that 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 medical insurance problem because i know like there's other nurses like they want to make sure that they have their health insurance they want to make sure that they got the retirement all of that stuff set up what was the solution to that So the funny thing about it is that what I do as a nurse practitioner, not a lot of nurse practitioners know that they can do that. And what I see a lot nowadays is that nurse practitioners will go backwards instead of forward. So they'll Mm -hmm. get their degree. And a lot of nurse practitioners went backwards to 
travel nursing and bedside nursing because they make more working at bedside. But to me, my opinion, I utilize my degree. I got my degree. I I spent an extra two years in school with to get my degree for a reason. Mm-hmm. So I do practice as a locum tenant nurse practitioner. And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's basically a Latin term for placeholder. So I work in different clinics or different hospitals just covering needs. So it could be a contract that's three months long. It could be a contract that's six months long. It could be a year plus contract. Or I'll work like six shifts. So if you called in sick and they need a provider, I'll literally work your shift. Oh, so you're kind of like the vacation, like the person who covers like vacations, sick days. I cover days. vacations, sick days, So that's what a locum tenant is? Yes. Or okay. you could do it like, this is this is what I do full time. You could do it part time. You could do it like, you know, maybe you work three 12-hour shifts right. um, as a staff position and, you know, you pick up some locum shifts when need or you could do, like, there's nurse practitioners that work seven on, seven off. On their seven off, maybe they could pick What's up that? a shift or two. Seven on, seven, seven on. on. Seven on, seven in a row. So you work seven days straight. Seven days straight, and, and then, then you're you off seven for days seven straight. days. Yep. Oh, that would there's be different type of there's different types of positions you can work like as a nurse practitioner. So there are like staff nurse practitioners that work seven on, and maybe on their seven their seven off they can pick up two shifts doing locums. You know, uh huh, uh-huh. and. So for me, I work as a 1099 locum tenant nurse practitioner. This means that I am operating as a business. So these agent, these hospitals, these agencies, I would say, they are paying me as a business. So mm. they're paying my business. Mm. And then I pay myself, right? So in this sense, that means that's that... That's so smart. <laughs> like, that's so smart. Yes, like, I pay myself. Now, I, I, I see where you're going with it. So now, like, all right, so what, what I'm imagining is, all right, cool. What you're doing is you're having them pay you as a business. Yes. You're paying yourself. Mm-hmm. Now you can do, like, different tax strategies like S-Corp, C-Corp, or whatever. I am an S-Corp, yep. Right, and now you can even... You can pay yourself your own pay stubs and now you can even control whether you have health care or not yes exactly it, that's it's the, the answer same, to your problem it's the same concept as yeah. entrepreneurship it is yeah. entrepreneurship i literally mm. told my friend like you know when you transition into doing 1099 contracts as a locum you're basically taking on the role of being a business owner right and you have all of those write-offs right so for me, I'd rather just pay for my health insurance because I'm I have no cap on my income. So if I make it two hundred thousand dollars a year, two fifty thousand dollars a year, I wanna reduce that taxable income, especially before the especially by the end of the year. Yeah. You know? So Things like health insurance, my retirement plans, having a solo 401k. Right. I can do that as well, you know, and for this, my retirement. This allows you to be like, all right, cool. We could do the traveling. We can do that. That makes a lot of sense I got, now. I, got, I needed my freedom back, honey. That makes... <laughs> somebody taught you that play? Yeah, I was just going to Like, how did you that. figure like, how'd that you, out? How'd you find out about, like, that how? side? Yeah, yeah like, how'd I you figure myself. all of this out? Like, health insurance? Because, you know, like... My parents, they be telling me, Cody, you need a city job. Like, why? Like, you're so young. I'm like, okay, cool. I'd rather risk it right now. You know what I mean? And when we get there, health insurance, life insurance, all that, we're going to figure it out. Because you're a business owner. Yeah. You know, like, we're going to figure all of that stuff out. And then she's like, oh, you don't want to be paying so much for insurance. I'm like... Wow, you don't know what the rich people do. Like, you don't know what they think, do. They like, just focus on making them, exactly, making the money. Yeah. And let me tell you something. 
So we healthcare healthcare system unfortunately is not changing. This is how they've been making money for years. Yeah. Mm. Being understaffed, like you know, nurse burnout or whatever they say or whatever the case may be, they make money off of people being sick. Right. Mm. People get sick every single day. Yep. Yeah. Every single hour. Every single minute. So this is how the healthcare system is making their money, right? So if the healthcare system is a billion dollar industry that's making all of this money, you don't think they're reducing their taxable income? For sure. Mm-hmm. I tell nurse practitioners that even not even nurse practitioners, just healthcare workers in general, like you ever realize like in the month of December, everybody's throwing a holiday party. It's oh, yeah. free to you. <laughs> and it's free to you. That's tax write-off, baby. These scholarships and all of that stuff, like they're tax write-offs to reduce their taxable income at the end of the year. So it mm. looks like they're making less than what they actually made throughout the year. And then it also looks good too. You it know? looks good. Like <laughs> I want a ten thousand dollar scholarship for school yeah. or whatever. I want that too. But but really, it's a tax write-off, and that's cool. I ain't knocking nobody because if I if I I gift people at the end of the year under my business, mm. I buy lab coats yeah. and stamps <laughs> to my friends. Like you're starting a new position, some Starbucks some Starbucks card to my community, like my community that also do locums. I teach as well. Mm-hmm. I, I do all of that because listen, it's the end of the year. Not that I'm not. I'm. I am. Mm. I. Grace, you know, giving grace, but at the same time, I still got to yeah. reduce my taxable income. Right, yeah. As far as the play goes, um, I learned it myself. So I was mm. never, like, diseducated on it. And I think a lot of a lot of us in the healthcare field aren't that educated on the financial component because we literally, like, if I wanted to go on vacation, I could just work an extra shift, an extra mm. 12-hour shift. That'll pay for my flight, maybe the hotel, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and... So that's how I started, right? I had that mindset at first. Yeah. So when I first became a locum, I'm going to be honest with you. I had no health insurance. I had no retirement plan because I left my job. So I had nothing, right, for the first year of being a locum. Nothing at all. Um, And I ended up owing $30,000 in taxes at the end of the year. And I ended up paying that back willfully. Like I just was paying, I just paid it back because I also had this mindset, not only the mindset of working an extra shift to make money, but also the mindset of as I grow up the chain, the ladder with my income, IRS is going to tax me at that tax bracket. And I just got to pay it back because I made more money. Yeah, It don't work that way at all. Mm. So just learning what the rich people do is it was studying through different books, Think and Grow Rich. Um, what's the other one? What's the other one? Who's it is by? It rich Dad, Poor Dad. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Understanding yep. those kind of books. Um, four four hour work work week. Four hour work week. That one was the one I just finished this summer. Like just reading those books really educated me on the financial component on how to really navigate my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Mm, I'm a yeah. walk-in tax deduction. I like to say. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was just gonna. I just was gonna mention it too because, um, being like kind of working on your own, like you know, being an independent uh, practitioner. Um, I was gonna say like how it some like the you know the usually nine to five the W two workers, they look at it like, all right, so I'm just gonna make my money and then. I'm going to go find somebody to do my taxes. I, so I make the money, I find somebody to do my taxes. Like, they don't want the headache of dealing with those numbers, you know? So how do you 
like how do you help NPs? I know you you lost thirty thousand dollars, so you learned from no. you. I want to so, lose that again. <laughs> so <laughs> how, how do you kind of like break it down for the for for NPs to tell them like you know it's actually not that hard controlling your own income and setting yourself up as a business because right. a lot of people might look at it like yo I need to, I need to do the math properly I know mm-hmm. you know and they don't want to own the they don't want to owe the IRS Mm-mm. so how do you how do you make it easy for them to understand so the best thing that that you have to do when you structure yourself as a 1099 independent contractor is you definitely have to separate you from the business mm-hmm. even though you pay yourself <clears throat> from your business you have to separate you from your business. Now, becoming on the doing this podcast, everything, my transportation, gas that I put in my car, makeup that I had done, hair that I got done just to come here and actually do an interview is a write-off. That's my business. You working. That's my business. Now, if this was like I'm doing my hair, my makeup and stuff to go out with my friends, that's not my business. Mm. That's not for my business. That's not a business expense. You see what I'm trying to say? So completely separating yourself from your business. Secondly... Business debit card versus personal debit card or your personal expenses should be on on your personal card. Mm-hmm. Anything that qualifies as business expenses should be on your business debit card, mm-hmm. right? Or business credit card if you want to take it to that level. <laughs> Pay back your business debit credit card with your business debit card. Um, and when you have things completely separated, it makes things easier. Now... It is recommended to do Q1 through Q4 taxes, right? Um, these are estimates. So basically, your you you look at your 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 finances that you spent, how much you made, and then you pay estimates based on that. You should always have a good CPA. I wouldn't recommend doing this by yourself. Some people they do it by themselves. I don't, I'm I'm not a person that likes to do bookkeeping by myself. Yeah. I rather um, I use QuickBooks as my system, mm. um, where it generates where it needs to be. Whether it's an entertainment, travel, I do a lot. I realize my traveling is up there. <laughs> um, you know, any anything that's related to the business, gas mileage, parking, whatever. At the end of Q one, that should be calculated, and then you're paying estimates t- towards those towards the uh, the the taxes. That doesn't mean this is how much you're paying to taxes. They say recommended about 25 to 30% from your paycheck to put aside towards taxes. That doesn't mean that's mm. how much you're paying in taxes because you have to think about your tax deductions as well. Like, yeah. you know, you can, you're able to reduce that. You do that every quarter, right? And then um, being that you paid it throughout the year, that makes it easier for you and much better for you. And if you are an S-Corp, you are already paying half of that through you being an employee of your business anyway. So mm. I am a W-2 of my business. Taxes are being taken out the same way just as a, an employee, you know what I mean, of a healthcare organization. You still get those taxes taken out. So you that you already cut off pretty much half of what you made by paying yourself as an employee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you use like a payroll software, like an ADP or something? I use QuickBooks. Oh, QuickBooks. Mm. QuickBooks generates my W two pay stubs. Okay, mm-hmm. and it'll automatically send them payments to where it has to go mm-hmm. to, like uh, state taxes. Yeah, taxes. so it sends it to um, gosh, I can't remember. Social Security. Social and Security, Medicare. Mm-hmm. Medicare. Okay, mm-hmm. that's cool. Mm-hmm. 
I was I was just gonna say I was like that's super like I ne- like cause it's system I, yeah. you don't need to do all that like please bye just save twenty five to thirty percent please yeah. <laughs> every paycheck but I was like nah like what you're doing is super unique because I never really seen like or I never like heard of a nurse a nurse practitioner setting herself up as a business because it's like when you are W two sometimes you do look at your you look at your income and you're like damn like all of this <laughs> they took out all of these taxes. And a lot of people don't know how you could kind of like legally offset save, yeah, offset those taxes and save more money. So what you're doing is like a really, like a really, really great. It just idea. makes sense. Yeah, like it makes you sense. know, like I rather like I remember those days. I remember those days where I would work that extra shift, and then my paycheck come out next week, and I'm like, dang, I basically worked a twelve hour shift for no reason. Uh-huh. I'd rather my money up front. I- I'll tell you what I'm going to pay back in taxes mm. based on my d- deductions. Yes. And it also gives you like the control. You'd be like, all right, cool. Like now you don't necessarily have to do all of this. I will figure it out myself. Right. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Right. But you do have to be disciplined in it. Yeah. That I would say. I was my first year, I, I didn't know. My second year was uh, a little mm-hmm. bit. I got a CPA. It's my third CPA, y'all. Like, mm-hmm. my first CPA was my uncle. And good, I don't have to pay no, like, taxes. You know, I don't have to pay him. He did my taxes. But when it came to a point when I told him that I wanted to switch from ten ninety from W-2 to 1099, he's a little old school. He don't know about that. Mm-hmm. He don't know about what goes on nowadays, like entrepreneurship and all of that stuff. Like, he was just like, no, you don't want to do that. Like, you don't want to mess with the IRS and things <laughs> like that. And I was like, there's a legal way of doing this. I just didn't know at that time to, how to figure it out, right? And my second CPA, um, she was good. It wasn't that she wasn't good. I just wasn't knowledgeable enough. And I, that's when I owed the $30,000 in taxes. Mm-hmm. And then my third CPA, she's bomb, okay? <laughs> she's bomb. She's amazing. And so she was the one that was just like, we got to make you an S corporation. You're making way too much money. You can reduce your taxable income by making yourself an employee of your business. And I was like, what the? That was foreign to me. That Man. was foreign to me. But I would say I educated myself before vetting my third CPA. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that's super important that the thing is I was so reliant on my CPA knowing these things and I'm not saying that they don't but I also know at what point I need to reduce my taxable income. Mm-hmm. And just a little gem, you could do that by by working a W2 contract if you've been working 1099 the whole year. Wow. See? <laughs> See, like the people don't be knowing, but, yeah, we're, but we learning though. We all learning. We are yeah. all learning. I, I'm glad you actually out here educating uh, nurse practitioner, nurses, sure. healthcare workers um, about this option because it's like, you know, a lot of times like they don't really know. They just make the money and, you know, Uncle Sam takes out that portion and they, they're satisfied with whatever they get back, you know, mm-hmm. so... So Section 162A of the IRS tax code states that you can write off any ordinary expenses that are trades or businesses. So think about it that way. When you become a business, anything that was a personal expense can now be written off as business Mm. expense Mm. as long as you can validate it as a business expense. Mm. Again, me being on this podcast talking about this stuff. My whole transportation here, I didn't mind, right? So I went 30 minutes it took me to get here. I didn't mind. Guess what? The whole thing is a business write-off for me. 
Yeah. And it's December. I need that. <laughs> yeah. Give it all. Right. Okay. Yeah, so, okay. So you've been, you been through it all. Like three CPAs, losing 30000 So you definitely like, I feel like a lot of nurses and nurse practitioners should be tapping in with you. Because um, you definitely like, you know, you're at the you're at the point where like you really know exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking about. You mm-hmm. know? Anything I don't know, I go to my CPA about. Yeah. But she like, she know I already come with the knowledge. Yeah. So it's more like a clarification thing for me. It's yeah. not like what to do. It's more like... I did this. Doesn't this make sense to you? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. But, but, but I, I think we zoomed in a, a little farther into the conversation. But could you like break down the difference between a, a, a RN and like a, a nurse practitioner? Yes. Okay. I'm. A, I know not everybody that listening is medical, right? So yeah. I'm gonna break it down in a way using you guys. All right. Yeah. Let's say you are the patient, you are the RN, and I'm the NP. Let's say Cody um, has a headache and he's asking for a Tylenol. You can give him the Tylenol, but you cannot write that script. Mm. I have to write that script. So you need a master's for to be a nurse practitioner. But you okay. still need to go through the stages of, of your RN, BSN, to get your master's. So pretty much I would be the person that I can write scripts for him. I could take him out of work. I can evaluate him and, and so on. Whereas the RN... They're the person that can implement the things that I I tell them to do, pretty much. So that's the difference between the two. That's why I went back to school. Like, I wanted to be the person to be able to say, you know, do this and do that. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. You know, it's different scope of practice between the RN and the NP. And, I mean, I got my degree, so, baby, I'm not afraid to go back if I need to. (laughs) Okay? I went back for six weeks in COVID. Like, Come on now. <laughs> School gives me anxiety. Like, like I mean, I like learning outside of school because they say, uh, what you say, what they say, uh, traditional education will make you a living. Formal formal education will make you a fortune. No, wait. Did I say it backwards? No, I think you said it right. Did I did I said it right? I think so. I think so too. Okay. But whichever wait, way, no I don't know, but... formal education will make you a living. A living, yeah. Tradition, no, not traditional, it not traditional, <laughs> but whichever way, whatever you learn outside in the world is where you really gonna thrive and you're gonna yeah. make a fortune, mm-hmm. right? So, I, that's my thing. Like, I like reading a lot of books, like, but school, school just give me anxiety. Like, I said, if I was to ever go back, I would be an accountant, yeah. I thought mm-hmm. about that too. Like, the I'm way like, I, I love taxes, that. oh my gosh, <laughs> I, I used make, to hate yeah. them, but the way I love them now, like, people are like, you like taxes, like, I'm like, yes, I like, I like messing with the IRS. What you gonna do to me? Yeah, everybody's scared of the IRS. Not me. I ain't scared of that. At the end of the day, like that's a business that's always gonna be in demand. You know what I mean? Like people are always gonna need an accountant. They're always gonna need a CPA, a good one at least. Um, they're always gonna need like help with their finances because at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, like something that's always guaranteed is always be gonna pay taxes. Mm -hmm. You're gonna pay taxes. I always tell people this: you're gonna pay taxes somehow. We pay. All different types of taxes. We pay taxes on our house. We pay taxes on everything. Yeah. It's just about where you pay in the taxes. I think we pay too much taxes. We do. <laughs> Everywhere. We do. Yeah. <laughs> so 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 with your like so this year, how how was your schedule this year? You know, being mm-hmm. that, you know, you're you're an independent contractor, like how how'd you set your schedule this year? Um, I every year I normally take about nine um I normally work about six to nine months out of the year. Mm-hmm. Every year. This is the first year that I did six months in a row of no work. 
So I did not work any contracts for six months. So I worked from January to April and I just got back. Um, I, I went away. I went to, oh, I went to 10 countries, I think, this year. Yeah. Um, I got to think about it. I went to Ghana. I'm trying to think about it in the order. I went to Ghana. I went to Togo, Benin. I went to Egypt, Honduras. Then I went to Ghana again, Nigeria, Turkey, mm. Morocco. Nine. I feel like I'm missing one, but I went to nine countries Damn. this year, and I worked six months this year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Six months. Damn. Six months. That's that's crazy. Six months. We definitely got to get into the traveling too. You yeah, went to, like, to ten ten countries this this yeah. one like this one year. What yeah. was your favorite country? I don't have a favorite country. The thing the thing is with me is like I I uh every time I go somewhere it's like I can move here. Like, <laughs> you know, I definitely yeah. stayed um in countries longer than others. I stayed in Costa Rica, I stayed in Ghana. Um those were both about a month for both of them. Um loved it. Loved both of them. Like Costa Rica give you like a little zen vibes and I love that about it. And Ghana, I just love Ghana. The people there, the music, the vibes, the parties, everything like I just love Ghana. Um but I never safety. Like... I felt say I let me tell you. So I've been to 30 plus countries solo. Really? Wow. Most of them were solo. I most mean, most times, like, especially when you open up your mouth, the kind of clothes that you're wearing, you're an automatic victim. Like, I do. You're, you're so a target. I do my research ahead of time. Like, right. when I first became a travel nurse, um, I think what made me get into solo solo traveling is, and made me feel so confident. Like, I really did feel like, like nothing else. If you could solo travel, like, what else can't you do? Like, this is like, yeah. so the first time I did solo traveling was in... 2019, I want to say, because it was before I became an NP, before I actually got an NP role. And um, I took a contract in California. And because Hawaii was closer to get to Hawaii from California, I went to Hawaii by myself. So that was a state. That was my first state solo trip. Well, I guess California mm -hmm. is a state solo trip, right? Because mm -hmm. I went yeah. to work out there. But it gave me the confidence. Being in California gave me the confidence to be able to travel solo. So I went to Hawaii on vacation, had an amazing time, stayed there for a week, did yoga, did some fire dancing, learned how to fire dance. I did so much out there. Um, and then I decided, like, let me go somewhere internationally. And Ooh. I always wanted to go to Colombia. Mm. Always, always, always. That was a difficult trip for me, though, because I didn't know Spanish. Oh, so, right, But I right. always wanted to go, like, the colors, the arts, everything. So I was just like, let me go to Colombia. I stayed there for a week. I met, like, some people from Brooklyn by the grace of God. Oh, yeah. Wow. That was, they made my trip because it would have been, I think it would have been much harder but they made my trip, but that didn't stop me. Like, I loved the idea of being out the country, being to myself and exploring different places. And it helped grow my brand, actually, because if I would have waited for anybody, wow. I would have never grew front page ads. Exactly. Uh, yeah. I was, was going to say, too, like, like, because a lot of people, they, they want to take those trips, but they kind of held back, mm -hmm. you know? It's the mind. Yeah. What made you say, I'm going to just go by myself? I'm going to so, travel 30 countries by myself. It's, it's, I think it starts with the first one. Yeah, yeah it started with that. the first one, but it's like, mm -hmm. you have to, like, 
I've always been that person mm. to be curious about things. Yeah. And I think my curiosity was what brought me there. Like, I was curious on how it felt to travel to Hawaii. Mm. I was curious, like, oh, if I could do that, I could do out of state. Like, I could do internationally. Some people are not built for that. Let's just put it that way, right? While others, like, if you are all you, if you are a person that loves to travel, but you keep waiting your friends, baby, you ain't going. You ain't, gonna you ain't go. never going to go. <laughs> so at what point go. are you going to be like, all right. And you know what? It's so funny because... Before I started teaching nurse practitioners about um, independent contracting, I had a solo travel course. So I was teaching like travelers how to travel by themselves, right? Mm. This time nobody knew I was a nurse. Like, you know, nobody knew I did nursing. Right. So this is the this is before I had Ebda MP, which is my second yeah. Instagram page when I started showing the side outside of traveling internationally. Like traveling local, but working and showing how I was able to fund those travels. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> do, do you got any tips, especially for like women, like traveling solo? Yeah. Do's that, and don'ts? Yes. Um, I want to give a shout out to my sister Keem, though, because Keem was the person, her name, her Instagram is the passport abuser. She was the person that, like, although I traveled solo, when I met her, I met her off of the internet, actually. But she, like, now I could come to family events. I'm going to be in her wedding and everything. Like, that's how good we are like that. But she taught me how to really travel solo. Like, mm. the safety things behind it. Because I didn't really know. Like, I was just always curious. Yeah. But the safety stuff. So, like, making sure that you check the travel advisory. Making sure you sign up with the U.S. Embassy for those notifications that let you know, like, if something is going on in the country. The tips to do with the hotel. Like, making sure that you, you put the little locks on the on the doors and yeah. making sure you send your 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 parents the itinerary apps that you could use so that they know where you're you know where you're gonna be at at all times and so she taught me the nitty-gritty of things that I did not know so um and she actually helped me grow my brand um I was featured in different articles like Forbes Business Insider wow. Good mm -hmm. Morning America Essence Travel New York Yahoo and that's because I was able to showcase my lifestyle. Yeah. Like, just being myself. Like, I think the best person you could be is yourself. Yeah. So, mm. that's that's definitely liberating by itself. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like, the door stopper. All right, even, like, for example, like, when you're going to these countries, like, and you don't have any phone service, like, mm -hmm. how does that make you feel? Like, nah, really. you know what I mean? Like, that that drug so, be so terrifying. That like. is. That is. So, I mean, you could still have... um. Like Wi-Fi devices as well. That there's these portable Wi-Fi devices that you can have. You can also, and what I do, well, now now that I changed my phone to T-Mobile, I don't have that issue no more. But before that, I had um, I changed like I had my phone unlocked. I actually paid my phone off. I had my phone unlocked so there I could put SIM okay. cards in there. Makes sense. So I didn't really have to deal with that. And then I stick to my structured itinerary where like. The tour guides would pick me up, drop me off. So it was very structured. And I, like, always make sure there's English-speaking, like, English-speaking hotels, too. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Colombia, when I went to Colombia, my first hotel, the, the hotel I stayed in, they did not speak, oh, speak English at all. Oh. So, like, after that, I was like, nah, like, I need somebody to speak English just in case. Yeah. Wow. 
Mm-hmm. How did you navigate that? Did you like use your phone a lot, like translate the translating app? Yeah, so I had the one, the one thing about it is that I had this tour guide who was amazing, and he was just like, "Listen, if you need me, if you need me to translate, just you know, call call me on WhatsApp." And so I would call him on WhatsApp, mm-hmm. and he would translate for me like on where I needed to go. But this is before I met like the whole group of people that um that um were from Brooklyn. Yeah. One of the girls recognized me because she was a travel nurse. I mean, she was a nurse at New York Presbyterian, and I was mm-hmm. a travel nurse at New York Presbyterian. She was like. Ain't you so and so friend? World. It was a small world, like, wow. and I spent the rest of my vacation with them, so that made it easier. And then one of the girls that ended up, it's it's it's, it's just divine timing because yeah. there was another girl that was traveling solo from New York as well in the from the Bronx, and so I guess what happened is we all booked the same tour. So after that, we just remained as a clique throughout oh, the wow. whole time. Like even the girl that was traveling solo too. So. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's it's cool. God, it's, it's God, man. It's God put, got me through that trip. But it didn't stop me. Like, I was like, I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I'm, my advice to everybody is don't be scared to book book that trip. Just just go. Just go. Absolutely. But we, we got to touch on, I know we talked about it off air, but could you like give us give them like a, a little, a quicker story like about how you found your husband? Like, uh, we, like from traveling? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> We got we got to touch on that. That was a great. That she was said, a great, "God is great good." He like, yeah, God this is a nice good. time to throw it in there, yeah, right said, there. Okay, we talk about God now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, no, that's a great story. It's a great story. It is. It definitely is very very impressive. Yeah, no, I like for real. It. Like God is really good. Um, so just the long story short, um, I knew, I just felt this year I was going to. Manifest. Manifest. It's something. Happen. Something was gonna happen differently in my life. Like I was going through a lot last year with two of my brothers that were sick, back and forth with them, and I had wrote this down that I was going to meet my fiance internationally. Mm. That's it. And um, my friends always like I always told my friends that like oh my husband is overseas, but I, us as females we play around like that. Mm. What's up? Like my mm. husband is overseas. My husband is overseas. And um, for I met my fiance um, in uh, Ghana, and um, I knew it was him because I pointed him out and said that he was my husband, right? And so after that, it was just like we connected from there. And since then, like I mean, it's divine timing, and God like put us in that place because He does, He does my, He's behind my content. He loves content creation. He doesn't care to be seen. He just likes to be behind my content. So the stuff that I'm missing, he's already catching for me. Uh, mm. And then he's behind some of my marketing strategies as well because he's in tech and he's in the market world as well. Mm. So he he understands ads and things like that. Oh, that's well. nice. Yeah. Yeah, you don't get that. It's a two-in-one special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. That's a, that's a that's a great story, you know, because a lot of people, they closed off, especially in the dating world, they closed off. They're like, you know, probably can only find somebody in this city, but you found somebody on the other side of the... The world and yeah. he's amazing god is so good wow <laughs> wait so how do you work that out like do you go back like every three months or every two months so or... um i think it works for us because of the fact that that he works remotely yeah and also for myself i can work when i want to like yeah. you know that's what makes it easier so we don't really have like a oh every three months we're gonna because if i wanted to go there tomorrow if i decide that i don't want to work for the first six months of the year 2024 i could spend the first six months over there 
you know? So, like, it works for us. And I know it doesn't work for everybody, but I really found love overseas. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah, that is great. Yes, he's amazing. All right, so we're going to get ready to wrap up, but this was a really great convo. Do you have any, like, closing thoughts, like, especially for, I know a lot of healthcare workers are going to be watching this, MPs, nurses. Like, what what advice do you got for them, especially about locum tenant? A lot of them are going to have questions about it. Like, why should they they take this path compared to, like, you know, the W-2 path? Mm -hmm. It's not like, it's not... Because I know that what I do, everybody can't yeah. do, right? But I feel like if you want your freedom, you, your flexibility, and you want to be able to maximize your pay, you can try to figure out how. Like, mm. you know, how. Connect with people like me. Shameless plug. But connect with people that are doing exactly what you want to do, right? So I just feel like that's most important. Figure out, figuring out how, okay, I might have these limitations and it might be right now, but that's not my journey in the future, right? I already mm. know how my future is going to be. Yeah. I'm, I want to be a housewife. <laughs> I said that. Like, I told my fiance, I want to be a housewife, but I'm glad I cultivated this journey that I did right now to be able, I didn't have a mom growing up. Like, to be able to be like, listen, I want to be there for my daughter's dance recital, for my son's soccer game. That's just something that I wanted, so I needed to figure out how and align myself with the people that are on the same journey as me. Mm. So I feel like if this is truly your journey, then go for it. I've always been that type of person, though. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that's, that's great. <laughs> I wanted to ask you one question earlier, sure. too. Um, so now... As a nurse practitioner, what's your thoughts on holistic healing and actual, like, big pharma healing? Mm. Like, <laughs> do you think we can't talk about that? No, nah, we could talk okay. about it. I mean, like, I mean, I don't really have an opinion on it, to be yeah. honest with you. Like, you know, some people are Because, you know, your father's from Jamaica. Yeah, my dad, is, my dad is holistic all yeah, the way. Yeah, I know. All the way. So, like, he doesn't understand a lick of medicine at yeah. all. Um... Yeah. It's really a, a personal preference depending on who's who. Um, if I had the if I had things my way, I probably would go holistic the whole way. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I feel a <laughs> what not. Right. What's you don't know. Okay. My father's the same way. He, he boil up that's them it. um bush tea, moringa. Drink the bush tea. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's my father too. Cersei, all of that yeah, stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. All right, cool. So so one one last question. So you yeah. like you're helping the nurses and you're also nurse saving a lot nurse practitioners. Save a lot of money on the taxes. So with that income, do you, like, invest in, like, other, like, passive income, um, different streams of income? Yeah, so for me, personally, I want to be able to give them those opportunities. Like, right mm. now, I'm just referring them to agencies. How about I be the agency, you know, mm. that can provide them yeah. those opportunities? Um, I do want to do something special for new grads as well, new grad nurse practitioners, where they are, they get the opportunity to like work in a location as a 1099 contractor for like a year plus, because it'll give them the opportunity to learn and grow. And not only that, make more money. And on the healthcare side, they're able to still have that provider long term for longevity. Because nowadays, as you hear about this shortage all yeah. the time, if we can make it more convenient for both parties It'll make it better. So my future goal, hopefully, is to be that person to give them those opportunities. Mm. So, yeah, all my money is invested into my future goal. That's, That's good. Yeah, building my community. My community is amazing. 
Amazing. Yeah. They doing amazing things there too. Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you just said a lot of big goals that you have. Um, what's what's how can the people tap in and align with you on these goals? Um, so I have um my Instagram for nurse practitioners seeking freedom and flexibility in their lifestyle and increase their pay and reduce taxable income. They can find me on Instagram at Eb the MP. Um, on Instagram, and if you just want to get your next travel trip going on and know about the hidden gems, you can find me at Front Page Ebb on Instagram as well. Okay. Yeah, Thank and then you. I host free master classes as well, so tap into those master classes too. All right, yeah. If you haven't yet, if you're a, if you're a nurse aspiring MP, you definitely need to tap in with Ebony. Um, I know if you if you if you watch this episode up to this point, you definitely learned a lot. Facts. So if you want more info, just tap in with her, uh, join one of her master classes, her webinars. You'll definitely learn something. But yeah, this was a great conversation. Can I, can I give sure. a shout out to some of the people that's winning in my community? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Give a shout out. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so I mean, I'm probably missing out on a lot of names, but definitely shout out to Trisha. She's doing her thing. She actually got her car under her business name. She's practicing wow. fully as a locum, just business, all all business. Um, Alasia is my new grad. She's not into locums yet. She's not in locums yet, but she's doing the work. Next year, she'll definitely be a locum. And Breon, she brought a house in Ghana. She only comes back when it's time to do locum assignments as well. Oh, I have a lot more in the community, but we're going to keep it short and sweet. Oh, wow. They got to know the people. They got to know the alumni. Y'all going to meet them. Y'all going to meet them. They going to meet them for sure. They going to meet them. Okay. All right, cool. Any final words, bro? Um, I mean, this is a great convo. Definitely, like, I know y'all learned a lot. Um, But if you haven't yet, just like, comment, and subscribe. Um, We're going to give you guys more and more great episodes, bringing on great guests like Ebony. But yeah, I think that's it, bro. That's All right, cool, combo. yeah, definitely. I agree. Like, yes. I definitely agree. This was a great conversation. I'm glad that we that we was able to run it back. Run it back. <laughs> run it back. It's cool. It's cool. Run it back. But we here. Um, another episode with Motion and Success. Thank you guys for tuning in. I will see you guys on the next episode. Yeah. Definitely tap in. Stay in tune. Follow Ebony. Follow us. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. And we gonna see you on the next show. Yes.